0: welcome to the Choose Love podcast. My name is Scarlett Lewis and I'm the founder of the Jesse Lewis Choose Love movement. Our mission is to offer essential life skills and tools that help us connect in healthy and meaningful ways to manage our emotions, to grow through difficulties and challenges we face in life, to make responsible decisions and more. We are not born with these life skills but we can learn them at any age and they provide a direct path to finding meaning and purpose in our life and to flourishing and we need them now more than ever the choose love movement is now in over 10,000 schools homes and communities across the country in over 100 countries today we have an incredibly special guest and dear friend her name is Carolyn McGuire And she has so many uh, letters behind her name that I'm just going to read her bio. (laughs) Carolyn (laughs) uh, is the author of the award-winning book, Why Will No One Play With Me? A playbook of foolproof scripts on how to communicate with anyone in any situation and how to ensure the message registers with the recipient. She is the founder of a comprehensive social emotional learning training methodology for adults, parents, clinicians, and academic professionals on how to cultivate emotional regulation, emotional intelligence, social awareness, and responsible decision-making skills. She's the founder and director of the Fundamentals of ADHD Coaching for Families training curriculum and ADD Coach Academy, the only coach training program accredited by the International Coach Federation. Wow. Carolyn, welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. No wonder I feel like I never sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Um, You have a lot of credentials and a lot of validity and I love that, uh, first of all, we're partnered. you we were brought together for a reason, and uh, I'm so thrilled to be working with you and uh, we're working on a a brand new product that we're bringing to market in uh, in March 2021. and i'm I'm so thrilled. we'll be talking about that later. But uh, first, I just want to welcome you to the Choose Love podcast. And uh, I I, I want everyone to run out and get a copy of your book, Why Will No One Play With Me? The Play Better Plan to Help Children of All Ages Make Friends and Thrive. This is a book that I wish that I had when I was a child. I wish that my, actually, I wish my, my parents had when I was a child. And I wish as a parent that I had read this book when my kids were young.
1: Well, thank you so much. It has been a 15 year journey because it is so necessary because parents do not have a playbook. You know, parents are, are aware that they need to help their children aware that they need to build skills Um, to have better relationships, grit, problem solving, uh, friendship, but they just, they don't know how.
0: Right. They, they there and, and, you know, that's kind of a, a a natural, a normal saying that we hear, like, there's no playbook for parenting (laughs) (laughs) and everybody wishes that there was. And, uh, and you're going to run into issues. And problems and of course as a parent you you want to help guide children through and that was the amazing thing that I learned about social and emotional learning. Well of course, um, I had never heard of social emotional learning until I until I started researching a solution for what happened to my son at Sandy Hook and then I came upon it and very quickly I realized, despite the fact that I have a college degree, that I have been in investment banking and real estate, a little bit of everything as a single mom, as the sole provider of my kids. Um, I was not socially and emotionally intelligent. I did not have these basic skills and tools. And and the, the beautiful thing is you can learn them at any age, but here's the thing. You can't give what you don't have. <laughs> right. So, you can't, so, I mean, that to me was this huge revelation and another reason why the Choose Love Movement has a parent program, because you can learn these skills and tools. I'm living proof. I learned them at 44 years old. They completely changed my life. Um, but, you know, you, you have to learn them and then you have to practice them. And life is this beautiful thing that it gives us a lot of opportunity to practice our social emotional intelligence every day, all day long.
1: Absolutely. And I've had clients at 60 who change and practice these skills. Um, you know, the methods that I I talk about in Why Will Know and Play With Me, um, organizations and nonprofits have been using with uh, adults. Um, and, you know, I think it's never too late. And listen, I don't know um, if this is something that, you know, other generations, you know, just didn't possess. But what I do know is that Um, it really is life changing and uh, some kids pick up on stuff from the environment, but most need direct
0: instruction. Absolutely. I mean, yes. And, you know, you read this book and you realize this is the instruction that they need. Um, Why did you write the book, Carolyn?
1: So I, when I was first uh, just, you know, Out in the world, working with mostly kids with ADHD um, and teenagers um, and young adults, um, I just kept finding that parents really needed this education, that parents needed to reinforce, that I was with a child once a week, but they were with them all the time. And I kept looking for a user-friendly guide that would explain how we learn socially, how we learn problem solving, how we learn all these essential skills. And, um, I couldn't find it. And so I literally went to graduate school in education and child development to write this book. Um, I, I just really felt passionately that, um, you know, parents needed this information. I think, I think everyone does, honestly. And I I had a, a little client who was really struggling, didn't have play dates. He's inspired, like many kids, I work with many of the exercises that we're going to offer in the subscription program. And um, I, uh, he asked me one day why no one would play with him. And I literally, you know, the, you have those moments as adults where you want to be all smooth and have answers for a child. But, you know, as a parent, I can tell you there are many moments when you just don't have an answer. And this was one of those moments where I I was not slick. I, I was not smooth. Um, I was taken aback by how this child was suffering. And then I'm sad to say um, I heard it over and over and over again. And, um, you know me, Scarlett, I'm kind of a woman on a mission, (laughs) I tend to get like, you know, I I just was like, you know what, I'm going to do something about this, because there's a gap, you know, there are children um, who, uh, you know, may have a really acute um, social learning problem. And they might get some support because of it because of their diagnosis, although not enough support often. But Not always. And there are places where there are no practitioners and parents are there. We're the ones trying to figure it out every day. What do you pay attention to? What do you let go? What's important? And what do you say to bridge some of these conversations? And so, um, I really wanted this to be comprehensive, the go-to book, right? The, you know, you have what to expect when you're expecting and you have some other books that are great like that. And then you're like on your own. So (laughs) I wanted this to be that comprehensive and full of scripts.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not just full of scripts, but there's illustrations as well that are really helpful and diagrams. And so whatever kind of learner you are, um, you will get so much out of this book. And, you know, you said something. um, A lot of times kids aren't getting this in school. I mean, you've got one teacher at the front of the classroom uh, that has generally 25 kids. You've got I think the average is 600 students per school counselor. Um sometimes school counselors are shared amongst different schools in the same district. Sometimes districts share a school counselor. And you know children are complex. And uh you know I know with my own that um you know there were we ran into Uh, you know, we had, we had a lot of trauma, frankly, (laughs) I'll just say that, um, we had a lot of trauma. I'm not even talking about the murder, uh, the Sandy Hook tragedy. I'm, I'm talking about before then. And, uh, and you know, we, um, as a single working mom more and more, that's the case. Um, it was really hard for me. I really had to fight to, um, get my, child the special services that he needed i even hired a child advocate and uh i remember um it was sixteen hundred dollars that was so expensive for me at the time i was working i was you know barely making ends meet month to month and uh and i was told well the school has to provide these services so just you know it'll be less expensive for you to hire a child advocate get the services going forward And I hired her and lo and behold, I did not get the services. So I had to pay for the services on top of that. And they weren't covered by insurance. So it was out of pocket. I'm just saying like, there are a lot of, a lot of things that parents run into, even the most well-intentioned, which I was. And, and here's the important thing. Like I loved my kids and nobody would ever question that. I don't question that. I love them well, but I did not have the skills to be able to help them through the difficulty that they were having uh or or even even bottom line teach them social and emotional intelligence because i didn't have it well I, i also think scarlett and you
1: and i have talked about this um privately you know i have two children neither of whom are neurotypical i have had to hire a lawyer to get my son services um thank god i could um I work every day and have emails and hundreds of letters and calls from parents all over the world. And many Mm -hmm. of them, you know, people will say to me, well, you know, people will just hire a professional for this. And and many of them um, are telling me the same story you're telling me. My my kid didn't get the services. They said things weren't bad enough. They said he has one friend they suggested maybe it was my fault if I wasn't divorced or if I wasn't whatever, maybe he wouldn't melt down so much at school. I mean, I could literally write a book of all of the obnoxious things people have said to parents who are just desperately trying to advocate. And by the way, for those of you listening, it can become a full time job. And if you have a job, um, it's very hard. And I I just have to say, that's what pushed me forward. I would be driving, I would be listening to the radio, I would hear a parent, I would practically drive off the road, because I would think I know how to help you, I have the answers for you. And it just pushed me forward whenever I wanted to just say, you know what, I'm just going to run my practice, train coaches, do my thing, I'm not going to do this incredibly hard thing of getting, you know, a book deal with the second largest publisher in America. I'm just going to go forward. A parent would touch me and I would realize I couldn't, that parents just need information. And that, by the way, not everybody gets services. There's not always a, a therapist, a social skills group. Those supports don't exist in some places or the person is not, you know, kind or what, whatever we need them to be. So I just want to say to parents, um, that is why I did this. I did this because I feel that pain and I wanted to help. And I know you're the same. And that's, that's why we get along.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was told that um, my child was making average grades, C's. And so if he was failing, he would have gotten the services, but not if he was just average, you know? So anyway, right. I mean, we're, we're speaking the same language and, uh, and you know, the statistics behind what you're saying is we know that, and this is, these statistics come from, um, kids speak up a child mind Institute research report, but. We know that 49 and a half percent of our U.S. youth will have had a diagnosable mental mental illness by the time they're 18. The majority of that is anxiety. The average onset age for anxiety is six years old and 70 percent of our kids will not get professional help. So they suffer alone. You don't normally think of anxiety as a as a mental illness. Um, but it can cause all sorts of difficulties when it's untreated. And when you look at the long-term outcomes of untreated anxiety, they're pretty much everything that we're seeing in our schools that then translate into our homes and communities, including uh, substance abuse and suicide and bullying and violence, incarceration, homelessness, et cetera. And here's the thing, here's the thing that I realized um, a lot of this, can be reduced and prevented by teaching social and emotional intelligence. It's just like, it was just shocking to me. And when I realized that, uh, and all the research leads to this, I had to quit my job and dedicate my life to making sure that students get this in schools, but not only that, that parents get it in homes and that they are well-equipped to handle situations that arise and guide kids so that so that it doesn't snowball and it doesn't get worse
1: you know there's an author i love called josh ship and he uh was homeless and he's risen above and he really writes a lot about one adult in a child's life can make a difference and that's the thing too i have grandmothers i have family friends i have aunts who write me and say i bought your book um, and I know that the mom, the dad, whoever are, are too overwhelmed, they're, you know, they're dealing with whatever, maybe they have another child yep. with a disability or something. And yes. I'm going to do this with them. Um, I regularly, when I gave talks in person, had a grandmother come and say, I came here tonight because I never could help my son, daughter, whoever. The answers weren't there. Now they're there. I came here to meet you to figure out how to help my grandchildren. I I've trained grandparents. So I think there's just something, too, about um, all of us helping each other and the fact that these skills, you know, you quoted amazing statistics. I have one more. People with emotional intelligence are 70% more effective in the workplace. So when parents are, are worried about academics, which I get, right? I'm dyslexic. I did not read early in my life. I, I'm sure my parents were rightly worried. Like, here's this bright girl who talks all the time. She can't read, right? But <laughs> I want to say to you that think of the people in your life. Think of the people in your life who struggle, who are stuck, who you you turn to your spouse and say he's so bright she's so bright I just don't get why she doesn't go for that promotion I don't get why she's always out of work all those things it always comes back like if you pause and think of it to these social emotional skills of problem solving coping with disappointment you know managing through stress anxiety all these things affect our lives and so um You know, to answer your original question, that's part of why I wrote this book, because I really felt like there's too much focus on academics and not enough focus on the other piece that is what gives us joy and
2: happiness. Thanks for listening to the Choose Love podcast. Our positive, empowering messaging is reaching millions of people all over the planet. You could be part of the solution, too. We have sponsorship opportunities available that help support us and enable you to share in helping create a safer, more peaceful, and loving world. Contact me on our website, chooselovemovement.org.
0: That is a great point. Joy and happiness. It's out there. (laughs) But we have to have some skills and
1: tools to access it, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, some kids are really, really unhappy and, you know, more than anyone, there's a repercussion. And I want to help those kids have full lives
0: because it doesn't have to be this way. I, I love that. And can you kind of take us through the book? So what should people expect to get out of your book, Why Will No One Play With well, Me? Well, the first
1: piece, um, and I, I know it always comes back to us as parents. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Um, the first piece of the book really talks about um, your child's story. So, you know, when kids can't figure out why things are going wrong, they develop a story. And we do it as adults, too, right? I, I can't diet because I'm too busy, whatever it is. And kids often have stories, and if you as a parent are listening to this tonight, just listen to what they say, and I'm sure you'll hear these kind of stories. Smart kids don't have friends. You know, um, I'll have friends as an adult. I don't have friends now. Um, you know, I could solve that problem, Mom, if only you would get off my back. You know, I'm only anxious around you. Uh, you know, I, I, I will persevere as soon as I find something I'm, you know, interested in. All these kinds of stories, and so the first piece of the book is to uncover those stories and find a way to communicate more effectively with your child. Because one of the number one questions I ever get asked is, how do I talk to my child about these things? How do I even enter into a, a skill building situation? And so I teach you um, a coaching communication method, which uses open questions and reflective listening. And it's really simple. And if you go to carolinemaguireauthor.com I have videos, podcasts where I've demonstrated this whole technique. But you know, the thing I would give parents to take away with is reflective listening is literally just recapping what your child says. And it's very neutral. They even use it in prisons, so some, some prisons. So what it does is instead of me passing judgment, right? I just am recapping what they say. And then you come to understand, right? And what it does is it neutralizes things. I also talk a lot in the front part of the book about how to rebuild your relationship with your child, how I have scripts, how to enter into conversations. And I don't have you enter into conversations about problems, right? I have you enter into conversations about relationships, how they feel, how they would like to be, um, because when we say to a child, look, you lose it too much, you melt down too much, you know, l- listen to how that sounds. Nobody wants to talk about that. But, you know, if your spouse said to you, you know, you're too worried and anxious all the time, you drive me crazy, you're like done by the time they reach the end of the sentence. So, it, but, but that's how we think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, I know. <laughs> We that's what that's when we're paying attention to our child when they're doing something wrong. That's when we're in relationship with them. That's when they get our attention and our energy when they're doing something wrong. And when they're doing something right, we are we just kind of like do our own thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why
1: I cover this in the book, Scarlet because we all fall into this trap. Right. We fall into the trap of pointing these things out. And part of it is we're so anxious. Right. We see our child call no one for four weeks and then expect people to text them back or play dates or relationships with them or hang out as teenagers. We watch them, you know. Uh, be kind of obnoxious and on their phone and then not understand why someone doesn't want to be with them. We see these things. And so what we do is, you know, we enter into these conversations where we're like, you can't do that anymore. People don't like that. And the problem is the kid shuts down. They're not going to talk to you then, but we all do it. And you know what I always say, Scarlett, is we get up tomorrow and we try to do better.
0: Yeah. Every day is a new day. Every day is a new day. And, and we can always do better, but, but it takes effort and it takes practice and it takes learning these, and they're not difficult learning these simple skills and tools. And your book, your book really lays it out for you. I'm looking at uh, chapter four, which is the seven things everyone needs to be able to do to be socially successful. <laughs> I mean, Hello. <laughs> Uh,
1: Well, you know, what I wanted to do with that chapter and my brilliant um, uh, ghostwriter, Teresa Barker, who wrote Raising Cain and and other amazing books with other authors, really helped me because she's a mother um, to say, okay, parents often wonder, like, when should I what what do kids need? You know, Um, and I always joke, you wouldn't send your child into the world unable to you know, change a tire, right? Or you would explain to them how to put gas in the car. But these seven things are really what you need in order to be um, successful in life. And so that was what that was about for me. You know, I wanted parents to be able to say, okay, if I'm tracking back, you know, to when they're 25 years old, 30, 40, what do I want them to have? And, Most people look at that chapter and they say, oh, my God, that makes sense. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be flexible. You have to, you know, read the room. Um, You have to be able to communicate. But as parents, sometimes that gets lost and we're we're just we're besieged. And so we don't know what to do. And so I wanted parents to sort of really part of the book is what do you pay attention to? Um, what do you want to build in your child? And how do you have daily conversations where you're building these skills?
0: Because one part of it is skill building and then the other part of it is practicing. And parents have to remember that while you're doing that, you're also modeling this for your children.
1: Absolutely. So, and um, you know, it always comes back to us. If you are struggling with emotional regulation, if you struggle with anxiety, um by the way, you can use the exercises in the book. Um and you know that's part of what we as parents have to try to work on so we can model it and talk about getting help, right? It's okay to need help. And the biggest thing we can do for our kids is show them that we are also working on things. And that that's part of life, you know, and that we all work on telling a tighter story. We all work on, you know, trying to have better emotional regulation. We all work on how we react to other people and how we can do better with that.
0: And no one's perfect, including you as a parent.
1: Exactly. No, far from it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can model how to come back from that, how to learn from our mistakes, how to grow through them and even be strengthened by them.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, people talk a lot about grit and resilience and perseverance, but to have those skills really have to have these emotional intelligence skills because you have to have awareness of yourself, self regulation, emotional coping, you have to be able to step into people's shoes and, you know, figure out, um, figure out how they are and, and what they're about, have compassion and action, you know, all those things really, you know, to persevere, you have to have hope, you know, and that all comes back to the skills in Why Will No One Play With Me.
0: So for those who are out there, they're listening, their parents, they are, they're going to go on uh, and purchase a copy of the book right after this, but they are so anxious. They want to start right now. How do they, how do they, what's the first thing that they do kind of to, to, to lay the groundwork to start? on this just to turn over a new leaf in other words
1: i think the biggest thing is to start spending time with your child doing something fun um we often fall into a rut where we are talking about problems we're not as present and we're not exploring what's fun for our child um and and having that relationship with them that's a relationship for your lifetime and you know that's the most important thing tonight, today, you know, to have fun with them, ask them what's fun for them, and to spend time having that trust and intimacy, because that is your bridge toward talking about tough stuff. That allows you to talk about all the things that you're worried about, but don't do it in that moment. Have that time where you spend with them and you're having fun with them and laughing and connecting to them.
0: I love that. I think that everybody's thinking like I am. Oh, I could do that. (laughs) Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, you know, I have um, 150 exercises in Why I Will Don't Play with Me that build social emotional skills. These are the exercises you and I are going to, uh, you know, feature in videos in the subscription program as well as Choose Love um, exercises. But the first step really is that communication piece, um, and in daily life, you know, modeling, talking about. Um, your emotions, because if you name it, you tame it. So mm-hmm. that's the first step. That's something every parent can do. And that's the, the you know, the, the big front half of the book, because I want parents to, to be able to do that.
0: Really, really important to be able to label our emotions um, there was a researcher out of the University of Texas at Houston, Brene Brown. Um, some of you will have heard of her. And she wanted to know how emotionally intelligent we are as, uh, as a society. And so there are 4,000 labels for emotions. And over the course of surveying people from several years and, and, uh, and several thousand people, she found that the majority of individuals could only label three. Emotions, happy, sad, mad. Um, but, you know, the, the, a really good example of, of why that's a problem is the anger iceberg. And so if you picture in your mind an iceberg and, you know, that only the tip of the iceberg pokes out of the water and say that that tip is anger. Well, anger is what we see, but it never happens in a vacuum anger never happens by itself. There's always, always, always an underlying feeling. And if you can't identify the underlying feeling like fear, embarrassment, anxiety, um, uh, humiliation, then you can't manage your anger. And, uh, And so when I look out in society today, I think, oh, Maybe we need a little bit more emotional intelligence <laughs> in our schools and in our, in our society.
1: Well, and, and Scarlett, on that point, and this is in Why Will Know and Play With Me, um, but a really simple thing parents can do. Um, when children, studies show when children name more emotions, frustrated, embarrassed, exasperated, whatever the word is, then they are more able to process and cope with their emotions, which is what you're, you're referring to. Parents can just start with little ones or big ones by just saying, I hear you're frustrated, right? The more yeah. you use that emotional vocabulary, um, the more your child will adopt it and you change the game. So Um, you know, that's part of that reflective listening technique that I mentioned, um, which is that you just are recapping, right? And there's no judgment, right? Your teenager may be asking for something that you're like, not in a million years, but start by just saying, you're frustrated that you can't go, right? You validate them, they feel better, that brings that emotion you know, to down a little bit. And you're giving them those words. And, you know, the more we do that, and this is just again, you can do this today. Um, the more our children adopt that emotional vocabulary so that they can name more than three. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. And you name
1: it to tame it. Exactly. Um, you know, there's an exercise in Why Will No One Play With Me that I just flipped to through called the emotional volcano. Uh, because so many of the kids I work with, you know, they come off the bus and their parent says, how are you? And they're like, fine. And they're really grouchy. And you as a parent are like, what's going on? You know, and you don't know. And maybe they don't know, because they have that un. right to your point about the anger iceberg whatever's sticking up right now might have started at 8 30 a.m but it grew and grew and grew and Mm -hmm. so one of the things that we try to teach kids in why we'll know play with is you know how do you pinpoint your emotions across the day how do you know where i am And some of it is reflecting back, right? If they are, you know, angry and you say, what's going on? And they say, I have no idea why. We go back and we look back, you know, period by period, what happened? And then it builds that muscle, right? So I do this with kids all the time. And what starts to happen is that they start to pay attention then in the moment. Wow, I am really upset that my teacher said they wouldn't accept this paper, you know, and then they start to be able to name it and tame it but again it all goes back to how we react to when they say fine right um a lot of times as parents i'm totally guilty of this we just were like annoyed you know yeah <laughs> like i was yep. just
0: so nice to you why are you being rude yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's so it's so funny because i i refer to us as big kids right because <laughs> you've got your kids and then and then i i fall into that too. And I, I get annoyed, I get angry. And, um, and I need so so that's, I'll, I'll go all the way back to what I was saying in the beginning, we, we, we know these skills and tools, and then we have to practice them. Yeah, it's so true. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. True. But the thing, at least, at least, uh, at least, you know, I can, I can identify it and then I can go back and correct it. And, uh, and that's important. Well, Caroline, why is this even more important now during the pandemic? You know, it's so important during the pandemic
1: because human beings are meant to connect, right? And we have been um, in these various states, depending where you are, of, uh You know isolation for a year and so we are facing a mental health crisis Uh, kids who did not have a problem before are now struggling Um, you know teenagers and, uh, and and adults alike we're all struggling with this and then little ones are struggling and parents are really searching for answers and in many cases schools are so overwhelmed um, that they're either not providing these skills right now, not providing services yeah. or um, it's it's just not consistent. And so um, what I find is that more than ever parents are turning to why will know and play with me because they need um, answers about, you know, I, I this kid has to do their homeschooling. I don't know how to deal with their reactivity. I don't know how to cope with my own emotions. Um I'm overwhelmed and flooded. And so this is why and ever because we really need these resources and unfortunately um what's happened with us over the past year you know has created problems that won't go away the day the vaccine comes unfortunately so we need answers
0: I think like you know how everybody was saying oh I can't wait to get rid of 2020 oh can't wait and then and then January 1st 2021 came and it was like wait a minute, nothing changed. And I think we're kind of looking at the vaccine in the same way. Oh, as soon as everybody is vaccinated. But guess what? The underlying fear of the virus and the quarantine and all the changes that have taken place in our society are not going to go away uh, that quickly, you know, and so we're still we, we have to face where we are and not be doing the uh, only if only when, you know, that the thinking that, you know, some point in the future is going to um, make things all better or make things the way that they were it's simply not going to happen.
1: Yeah, no, I think, you know, um, we aren't going to be able
0: to go back to where we were Um And we don't want to, who wants to go back to the way you were? Don't you want to take this time and better yourself? We're all out of our comfort zone, which means we're in our growth zone. So take this time to, to, to grow into the best possible you that you can be. Exactly.
1: And you know, you, you are your child's first teacher, right? And so there are things that are, you know, happening that you as a parent are becoming aware of. They might have been happening before, but we weren't in the classroom. So we didn't know that, wow, like my kid really doesn't have any sense of grammar, you know? Um, And then the other piece is that um, we have to connect with our kids and, and, help them deal with this um, and, and make, and make all of ourselves better. So absolutely. I, I just want to stress. We can't go back because I think people think we can go back and, and I, I just don't think we can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I and I don't, and honestly, I don't think that we want to because we can be better. And, uh, and that's what your book helps us to be big kids and little kids. Why will no one play with me? Um, do you want to talk about our partnership and what we're doing together? Absolutely. Yay. So it's called Excel parenting and you know, we, we have lifespan programming at choose love. So we start with prenatal because that's such an important part of a, uh, the, of a brain development when you're in the womb and, uh, and the mother's reaction to her environment, um, is a big determiner on how healthy the brain is. And then we go into infant toddler, pre-K through 12th grade. And uh, and then we we have programming for the home and community. And uh, Caroline is a parenting expert and an SEL expert. And so we have teamed up uh, to specifically for now, for, for, um, when things kind of have come to a head with everybody together in the home. Um, you've got kids that are that are uh, going to school in one room and a parent trying to work in the other. And any issues that were there, as you were just saying, um, are, are, are only amplified right now. And so, I mean, you can use that as uh, an opportunity To, first of all, identify the issues if they're there and also work on them. So this incredible monthly subscription that we're going to be launching for parents, but and for teachers, grandparents, anyone uh, is is literally going to show you how to handle Everyday issues that come up, some specific issues, um, through a series of videos and worksheets, and then a uh, a monthly uh webinar. Are we calling it webinar? I think we are calling it a Q&A,
1: So a monthly QA. Okay. Um you get a ticket and you're gonna be able to ask us anything. So you can come and you can say, you know, when my kid walks through the door they're obnoxious to me. What do I
0: do? (laughs) And I'm going to answer you. Yeah. A monthly Q and a, so uh, anybody can subscribe and we will be doing a live monthly Q and a with Caroline and myself. And we will be talking about the videos and worksheet and, and then taking live questions
1: Absolutely. I mean, our whole goal here is that
0: we're gonna show
1: you through experiential learning how. That's the biggest thing people say to me: how, how do you do this? What does this look like? And we're going to answer questions. And we're it's for all ages, by the way. Uh, the videos are going to show little ones, big ones, teenagers. Um, so that you can, you know, look for your particular child, but also what's coming can save them <laughs> for what's coming um, in the next age range. Um, and uh, it's going to be a way for parents and anyone, educators, to see how do you do this? Um, and we're going to bring things to life so that um, you have, you know, a playbook.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, this term social and emotional learning has now come to the forefront uh, and because it's so vitally important, especially now in COVID, but still there's a lot of questioning around, well, what is it and how exactly do you do it? And so instead of having to figure it out, We are literally going to show you and I don't I don't think there's anything else like it out there. It's going to be totally unique and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it, too. Correct? Yes.
1: I I mean, I'm already having fun. I just um, (laughs) made a video this afternoon. I made some videos last night. Um, and, um, I, I'm having so much fun and I, it, you know, what's really wonderful is they're not perfect. So one of our goals was to be very real, um, and, you know, kids say the darndest things. So you're going to also see, um, you know, how this comes together and that, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, um, when we talk about, like we talked about the emotions, when we talk about these things and we, um, we work on them, um, what you pay attention to grows, it gets better. So, you know, that's the thing it's going to show you in a a really unique
0: way. I, I love that too. And we talked about that because life's not perfect. And if you saw this beautifully curated video of a scenario that was perfect, you couldn't identify with it, or at least I couldn't.
1: No, I, I, you know, I, I knew a group a few years ago that made these really staged, curated, perfect videos, and I thought they were beautiful, but the reaction from people really taught me a lot, because people were like, well, I can't be that perfect, so I, I'm gonna tell you, it's not perfect, um, there's definitely moments that aren't perfect, but I think it also... Sh- what's a path forward, right? What can I do when I ask this kid to do X and they say, yeah, I don't think so. So that's really, you know, part of it is just to show you the experience and to provide support right now, because we know everyone is struggling and our goal is always to support you.
0: And I think most importantly, it's going to be a group it's going to be something that you can belong to and everyone has the same mission and that is to show up and be present in the best possible way for their kids we're all working towards the same intention the same goal and we can all do it together And so you will have help and we're here to love and support you along your journey and, and then have some fun while we're doing it. And so uh, we're really, really excited to share this with you. Really
1: excited. And, and I think, you know, I, I think there's so many um, elements to this subscription program and they're all meant to guide and help you. So You're going to receive my book and Scarlett's book. You're going to receive, you know, these monthly videos, exercises, worksheets. And, you know, it's not meant to be cumbersome or burdensome. It's meant to be something that supports you. And I think it will because we've specifically chosen things that can take five minutes. You can do it while you clean the counters in the kitchen, you can do it in the car. You can do it as you're just chatting with your kid. Um, it doesn't have to be a full-blown pull-out exercise, although it can be. So, you know, it's really not complicated, It's but it, it's complicated if you don't know how.
0: Well, it's impossible if you don't know how. Right. And we're just kind of laying it out step by step and literally showing you how to do it. Wow. Wow. I, uh, like I said in the beginning, I wish that I had this, but I am so grateful to be connected with you, Caroline. I've already learned so much from you and just to be able to serve others with you and to provide these, what are, what are considered essential life skills that your child is going to use throughout his life for the rest of his or her life in every single aspect. And most importantly in their relationships and connections. And we know that connection is love. It's the key to happiness. And, and that's what we want for everyone. Absolutely.
1: And we're excited uh, to meet you all. And for you to share this with your friends, I know that, um, You know, sometimes you you get a text or an email from a friend saying, like, oh God, I don't know how to do X. Send it along, share this with them. Um, This can be support for many people and it creates a real, um, real infrastructure for happiness for children.
0: Absolutely. So Caroline, we're coming to an end of our time together, but do you have any last words for our audience?
1: Um, I I really want to say you got this, right? Um, Parents, we show you, you are going to really be able to help your child. You are their original teacher. Um, It's just like when you have an infant and it's a little terrifying, but then you, you get information and it gets better. So this is really our way of helping and supporting you. And we're, we're excited about it.
0: Yes. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, everyone that is playing this podcast. We, we love you. And we are here to love and support you along your journey. So thank you very much for choosing love. And we hope you check out the Excel parenting subscription. Please, please share the uh, free resources of the Choose Love Movement with your family and friends, bring them to your school, uh, bring them to your communities. We ultimately want to be a part of the solution. Um, Let's see. uh, You can be part of the solution by sharing our free resources for schools, homes, and communities, and ultimately help us create a safer, more peaceful, and loving world. Thank you so much for choosing love, and we'll see you next time.
2: It's all part of us. We can all choose love it'll lift you up if you let it in let the healing begin thanks for listening to the choose love podcast our positive empowering messaging is reaching millions of people all over the planet join the worldwide movement to choose love Our programming is in over 10,000 schools, homes, and communities across the country, in every state and over 112 countries and counting. We're giving individuals of all ages the essential life skills they need to flourish. You can be part of the solution too. We have sponsorship opportunities available that help support us and enable you to share in helping create a safer, more peaceful, and loving world. Contact me on our website, chooselovemovement.org.